0: Good evening and welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. My name is Jack Mancini and I'm here with my long-term business partner, Adam Sunhalter. And we have a special program tonight. This is a little cause for celebration. This is our 100th show. Two rookies who are still rookies who uh, started this 100 shows ago, Adam. I'll get to you in a second here. But uh, this is special for us. We like it. We're going to be hanging around, and it's a lot of fun, and it's informative for you people who have been listening on a regular basis. But tonight, we want to do a little reflection on these last hundred, or first hundred, probably first hundred is better, first hundred shows of Dirty Secrets. And as we look back, we basically, you know, have have a lot of accomplishments, and we've had a lot of fun doing it and getting to them. But what we want to do tonight is, again, like I say, reflect. Reflect on the first hundred shows. And what we want to do is basically cover a few general points, and Adam will kind of dig into them a bit. First one is, why did we start this show? Why did we do Dirty Secrets of Small Business with that name when we started a 100 shows ago? So we're going to talk about that a little bit, why we started, some of the reasons. And things we wanted to take on, you know, when we started this, you know, we had some, I think like most people, when they're starting a new venture, the, the expectations were high and they were high and still are high. And there are several topics, general topics that we wanted to take on as this show unfolded. And we've touched on many of them. And the next round of the next 100 were even going to be better. And again, Adam, will get into those. And then, what do we see for our future? We're pretty excited about our future. We, uh, we think we can pull it off, the, the things we want to do. There's no reason to believe we can't. And as we move into the next 100, we'll probably get bigger and bolder. So those who have been listening will be treated. Those who aren't, well, aren't. If they aren't, <laughs> they, they will. <laughs> they will. They will be treated to some pretty good stuff. So, Adam. What do you think? As we reflect on the last hundred or first hundred, uh, how come we started this whole thing and I mean, we're still smiling? Actually, our, yeah. our smiles are getting a little broader.
1: That's good. You know, uh, let me give a couple of quick comments, Jack, before I, before I answer that question in terms of why we started the show. You know, As you mentioned, humble beginnings. I, I recall like it was yesterday sitting here in this this very studio with Steve and him asking about our radio experience. And we set the bar very, very low for him in terms of, <laughs> Talking about the fact that we'd been interviewed a few times on the radio, and so he kind of didn't quite know what to expect. And then, after a couple of dry runs, he pretty much said, "Hey, I think you guys are pretty good, actually. You know, if you didn't, if you hadn't told me, you guys didn't know what you were doing, I would never would have known any different." So, that you know that that helped us kind of get started because you know, as you said, you know, you know this is not something that, that we we talked about it for a while. But you know, it was one of those kind of dream things. I guess to a certain extent, versus say, you know, something we we could actually do. And these first hundred, these last hundred, everyone I refer to them, Jack, have gone very, very quickly. And we've had a lot of fun doing it, and, and and have gotten to the point where you know we have quite a good following now, which has been fun too to kind of interact with our audience and and, and to be able to get their feedback from it. But it's, you know, it's accomplishing a lot of the things that that we're hoping to accomplish. And we talk about kind of why we got into this. And the biggest part, and this really ties into what we do day to day, is our big desire to help the owners of small companies. And this and we that, saw...
0: That is that is a big founding principle for us.
1: Yeah, and we saw this as a way to kind of do it in a bigger way. You know, we have clients across the country, uh, and we're doing day to day from a coaching standpoint, but we figured this would be a way not only to go, you know, across the country or really go world, you know, worldwide. Uh, not only with, with the radio show, but then having it podcasted every week as well. And that's become, become proven. So we've had a chance to kind of help more and more people. A, a big reason why, why we do what we do from a day-to-day standpoint is to be able to help people. So I think we've had a lot of chance to be able to do that. And what's been a lot of fun as part of that is we've had a lot of our clients who are avid listeners as well. And it's almost every week that we see them that, that, that they'll try to pick out which part of the show was about them.
0: If they, yeah. Because yeah, we don't, yeah, we we don't tell them, we, we don't announce who are who are uh, the names of our targets or the people. So, yeah, we have a lot of fun with that. Hey, I just forgot something.
1: You just remembered that you forgot something or you just we're, forgot something?
0: No, no, we're, uh, <laughs> you and I are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners.
1: Oh, you forgot that? I did. Oh, you forgot to mention that.
0: Yeah. That's How all can right. I, yeah, I, I didn't forget that we're business coaches. <laughs> Well they but can we're, how how do they get hold of us if they get uh well, well, if so if, inspired tonight?
1: Yeah, if, if they want to call in and kind of share yeah. one of their favorite episodes, we'd be happy to hear that. That we got Sean on the board here and it's the number to get him is four four zero nine four six nine four six eight. Again four four zero nine four six nine four six eight. 9468 you can shoot us an email radio at maximum dot com if you want to get that on the air, we can we can share it share it through that as well. Um we're not tweeting tonight, but if you know, you have our our Twitter handles. We have at maximum VP, at Jack M-M-V-P, and at Adam Sonhalter. See, there's lots of ways to get a hold of us if you want to share part of that. Um, but like I said, we have we have a lot of clients who are avid listeners, and and they'll they'll add to the stories. You know, I had a client even over the last week or so. He had chapter two, and then called me yesterday with chapter three of a story we shared a few, a few weeks ago. So <laughs> you know, keep the story kind of going. And so it's good to see that, that they're participating in that. But again, it's it's also helping them. In addition to what, what we're doing with our coaching with them, you know, hearing other stories to to, to understand that what they're going through isn't just unique to them. That, that you know, that it's a big part of what we're of what we're trying to do to help to kind of share. And it really ties into the second point I have here in terms of being able to kind of shed some light on what we, what we refer to as the dirty secrets of small business. That's the name of the show, and then and the name came out of again there are a lot of those kind of secrets that are part of running a business that, um, again, don't have enough light shown upon them Or people don't really talk about or kind of bring it up. And,
0: and there, are small everyday issues, everyday, you know, they, they, they can cause aggravation and we're talking the negatives. Usually that's the focus of the dirty secrets, but there are positives too, you know? Right. I mean, it's exhilarating. It can be when things are going right in a small business. And it's just, uh, you know, a wonderful thing for the community, for the people running it, and certainly for the owner. So, yeah, those kind of things you can't get enough of.
1: A big part of our early shows is we're, we're a little bit more structured in terms of having di- different segments. So those of you who, who have been listening since day one or have gone back to the archives or have caught up on the podcast from the earlier shows, probably the first 40 or so were much more structured. And we had different segments. And so we had a, a segment about a kind of the dirty secret of the week. And we had also... Uh, a, a debunking of a common myth that was one of our sections as well. We, we, we've been able to, to, to debunk quite, you know, quite a few of those as well. And many of those myths um, are are folks who are not necessarily maybe not, not involved directly in, in in terms of being owners of small companies, but it's often the, the more the general population and their feeling about how things are for a small business owner, and you know whether it be things like hey, you know, every person who owns a company is a millionaire or they're on easy street running a company or they don't really do much other than you know, you know maybe take advantage of their workers or they don't worry about cash flow or it's really tough and you know it's crazy. It's very high risk you know, to be able to own a company. There's a lot of those myths that are out there. That Jack and I hear about and just they really aren't true
0: No, yeah, we shake our head you know we try to debunk those that's what we were doing early on especially very very consciously uh debunking myths now we do a little more indirectly
1: yeah it's become part of part of the flow of our show so we try to we, we, we wanted to kind of try to tackle some of those things and in, in terms of why we started the show we also wanted to do a couple other things one is we wanted to pick some fights you know, get those Dukes up ready to kind of go, and the, and the idea being, we want to pick some fights on the side of the owners of small companies, and there are well, what we have found, and for those of you who own companies can relate to this, there are constantly people who are after you. As a matter of fact, we had we had a client last week, Jack, who was lamenting this fact. He said, "You know, I can't get away. So you know, if I come in, people realize that I'm the boss. It's like it's like you know, blood in the water for sharks." People that are asking for stuff constantly. Constantly, and That's it could be right. it could be little things. You know, it could be little things like uh, everybody coming in asking for for, for donations for the, the you know little league team over here or for
0: or the Rotary Club, <laughs> kind of things like that.
1: <laughs> now those usually come internally, Jack, versus externally. But oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> they You're come from right, both. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, pe- people coming. You know, it could be folks externally like that coming. You know, coming w- with their hand out looking for for, for participation. It, it's it's almost the whole you know death by a thousand cuts kind of thing, or the, the, the you know the Chinese water torture. It's always little drips of things that in and of themselves is not a big deal, but collectively can be a real big deal. So one of those is that just in terms of helping people understand how the owners are can often feel like like they're under attack or constantly you know being pressed from all sides. That's one area to kind of pick some fights you know from their standpoint to help them, but also they're getting some really bad advice quite often from the folks who are out there supposedly trying to help the owners. We have found many of them are either, A, incapable of doing it because they don't have the right experience and background, or, B, that isn't their prime prime objective. Their prime objective is to help themselves and to line their own pockets versus helping the owners of these small companies.
0: There's so many, so many people posing as real business coaches and uh, you, to your point, Adam, they just don't have the gear. They don't have the, the ability to really do it and make a company successful. Um, we do, obviously. Well, when, when you talk about taking fights on, things like political correctness, uh, what a cancer that is. And, and we, we've had a couple of shows with that. <clears throat> and we're, we, we're going back and forth right now as we're looking forward to 2018 and beyond. How many of those fights do we want to take? We're going to leave it more up to our audience rather than ourselves here with that one. And we can be very combative and there are many things that are common sense from our viewpoint and somehow we've lost our way in many, many respects and that that hurts small businesses. And we want the owners to succeed. We want it to happen very, very much. I mean it, uh, uh, it's, it's the right thing to do. It's very fulfilling. And you know that's how we make our living, and we do it very well, so I just wanted to elaborate a little more on that adam yeah and
1: and there are lots of folks who are trying to help not you know not just coaches, but there are a lot there are a lot of advisors out there we'll get, we'll get into this a little more in the next segment here but a couple more things before we hit our first break here in terms of what we're we're hoping to accomplish um we're trying to inspire some people a big part of, of, of what we do day day to day is help to inspire people, and it can be very uh, lonely at the top as we, as we often talk about that's a phrase that people have heard and it's it's very true when it comes to owning a company and it can be to the point where you know most owners have pretty broad shoulders whether you know physically they do actually or whether it's just metaphorically but there's a lot that, that, that they either put on themselves or other folks will put on their shoulders and they can use some inspiration and it might be little bits and pieces of stuff but a big part of our show, is to help provide a lot of that inspiration for folks. And we've, we know we've been able to do quite a bit of that. And last but not least is to provide some perspective. So Jack and I have been blessed. You know, We're, we're into our 16th year now of, of, of working together, and we've been involved with coaching hundreds of companies and met thousands of companies. And we have a tremendous perspective to, to provide and share with folks. That's a good point, a real good point. And one of the big reasons we're starting the show is we wanted to kind of get that perspective out there. And so that's a big part of what what, what we're trying to do. And so we're heading to our first break here, Jack. And, again, this is just a little framing in terms of of, where we've been. We're going to touch on, in the next segment here, kind of things we're hoping to kind of take on and be able to kind of uh, talk a little more deeply about. we'll share some of those thoughts when we come back here. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini. And we own and operate a business coaching company, Maximum Value Partners.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio. WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM and online at wintradio.com. All right, welcome back. We're here on the 100th episode of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of not only today's show, but the last 99 as well, and uh, we're glad you're here today. We're doing something that we talked to our clients about, and I, I know we had a show about this as well, Jack, during the during the first part of our uh, our first 100 shows, which was celebrating. Celebrating, celebrating you're Jack. You're right, you're right. And it's one of the things that we have to do, it's, it's so easy to get in day to day, and just push forward and you, you, you accomplish a goal you accomplish a task and then to kind of move on and one of the things we find that owners don't do enough is celebrating
0: well they, they get at them, they get bogged down with the day-to-day business and their real job is to solve problems so they're immersed pretty much all the time in problems and the solutions to those problems and all of a sudden some great event happens to their company. And they, you know, they might give a little token response because they got six projects that are going on that, that are trying to solve problems. And we have to remind them, you know, take a break, step back, put a smile on your face, talk to your people, congratulate, feel good, because it's a feel-good kind of time. Maybe you pass something out if it's a big enough deal to uh, just surprise them, come out of nowhere and spend a half a day, spend a couple of hours celebrating something good and significant that your company just achieved. I I couldn't agree more. That's such a big lifter for people. And it's it's something that again, we we see is often totally neglected with the uh, owners of companies.
1: So we're, so we're taking some of, uh, some of our own advice and our guidance, which, which we do most of the time. We, you know, we aren't perfect from that standpoint. but We certainly hope we do that more than, than we do not. But we're, we're here to celebrate today our 100th show. And that's a big deal for us. You know, if you have told us a couple of years back when we first started Dirty Secrets, a small business, that we'd be doing our 100th show, I don't know if Jack and I would have believed that. No, I, and, I, I uh, don't think so. We, so
0: didn't, we didn't know where we were going to go. So the next hundred, we don't know where that's going to take us.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that here in a little bit in terms of some of our some of our future goals. Um, but so we're, we're celebrating and reflecting upon it. So we touched uh, in the first segment, Jack, about kind of why why did we start this whole show? And, and and you teed up in the in the opening in terms of kind of things we're hoping to take on here in, in terms of our second part here to kind of reflect on some stuff. And so as I had a chance to kind of go back through, you know, some of our original and uh, as shown, Jack earlier today of. Uh, a photo I'd taken of a whiteboard session that we'd had. And, you know, Jack and I are very big fans of whiteboards and flip charts to kind of help you think through and brainstorm stuff. And that's one of the things that we teach a lot of our clients how to do. Again, we're constantly amazed at a couple things. One is there are, there are a lot of places that might have whiteboards in place, and they're often behind these nice mahogany, you know, uh, what do you call them, doors or whatever you want to call them.
0: Yeah, I all right. don't know what you're calling them. But, you
1: know, I'm talking about they're, they're, here they are hanging on the wall, they're, and, and they're hidden behind these mahogany things where, where, where it's you know nobody can see it. And you open those things up, and quite often those boards are spick and span clean. Not because the, 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 the folks who own the company are so anal about it. It's just that they probably haven't been used at all, you know. Or worse, there's stuff on there from two years ago, <laughs> and you can't get it out because it's now become part of the whiteboard, you know. <laughs> that's right. So if, if they do have them, they aren't being used. And that's... Maybe ten percent of the time. The other ninety percent, we find with, with, when it comes to small businesses, they don't have them at all. And so, one of the things that we often institute with, with our clients is getting whiteboards, especially in, in in common areas. You know, whether it be the you know conference rooms, uh, even the, the for the owner to have to have to have whiteboards in 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 her office. You know, that, that are there. It's it's a way to help kind of think through stuff, to get ideas up there, to get things that sort of take on a life of their own. It, it can be very very powerful. And so, as I was looking through. You know, a photo of a whiteboard from a couple years back when we were first getting this thing started. You know, what kind of things were we hoping to kind of tackle and and take on? And in one of those areas, you know, as Jack mentioned in the opening, was political correctness. And, in fact, our first show talked about that. And it was how political correctness is killing small business. That was show number one. And we touched on it again about a year and a half later in show 77, which was how do you Eradicate political correctness from your company.
0: Now you you can go so deep and negative into something like that because there's not a lot of good stuff from a business standpoint that comes out of that. It, there there just isn't from our viewpoint, and we welcome anyone who wants to uh, take that viewpoint on.
1: And if you're finding that to be something that that you're either not sure about or yeah you you agree that this has been this has become a problem, you start to recognize that it's not just something that's out there. It's something that's impacting in here, and it's it's somehow made its way into, into your organization. It started to infect your company, and some people might be okay with that. Some people are, 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 are folks who are champions of political correctness and, and think it's a good thing. Jack and I are more fans of open, honest communication, debates, discussions, and as part of that, it's healthy to have some disagreements, and people might get offended and upset. And we're okay with that. We think that's very healthy and very good. It's also a good way to kind of test people, test your relationships, and see how things kind of go. If things are always going along hunky-dory, everybody's very happy, there are no conflicts. And if people are afraid to speak their minds, because one of the biggest challenges that owners have is getting a true sense for how people feel about things. And if your people are afraid to speak their mind in general... Forget about them coming to tell you how they really feel about how things are going, because they, they, you know, they're, they're going to say nothing instead of saying something to you.
0: Yeah, you, you cut off a major, major source of, of information that makes the company work even better. And you want, you know, if, if I have eight employees, I want, nine, I want nine brains working on the problem. You know, I'm pretty good, but I'm not that good. And if I can get eight more people working to solve the problem my company is going to be better. And and it's not just my company, it's everyone's. It's our company. And the more sharing we can do without worrying about all the issues that are popping out of, quite frankly, nowhere, and they just, many cases, just lack common sense. So, yeah, we took that one on, and we'll probably take it on down the line, you know, in a different way, because it's got to clear itself up. People like us, small voices in the wilderness here, uh, we can start something rolling. We don't mind that at all.
1: Yeah, if that's something that you feel it's been pretty tough for you, take a look back. Again, this is show seventy-seven, so that's going back probably uh, five five months ago, back kind on of a late summer time frame. Is or, that on the or, podcast, or
0: W I N T on both in the archives. On both. If you go, oh, okay. if you
1: if you subscribe to iTunes or or Stitcher, you go back in the podcast. You can find it there or on WINTradio.com dot com in their archive section. So. If you go back probably you know six months ago, so that's what September-October time frame, show number 77, was how do you eradicate political correctness from your business? And, again, it didn't happen overnight, so it takes some time to kind of get it out as well. But if you start within your company, that's a good place to start. The whole idea of uh, you know think globally, act locally, that's a great phrase from the, the, the whole green movement, Jack. That's, that's uh, right. That, that, that can be applied to, to, to many things, including something like political correctness and getting it out of your day-to-day stuff, and, and just starting to recognize it. Part of what we address in that show is to help you understand what that looks like, and some examples of what it looks like, and then also ways to approach it, and how to start to start that ball turning the other direction if it's gone too far for you. One of the areas that we talked about in terms of uh, picking fights was in terms of poor advisors of small business, and we kind of hit that pretty hard early on, the fourth and fifth show. So this is going way back to uh, to May and June of 2016, Jack, where and if show number four talked about most businesses, most business advisors cannot speak your language. Okay, we,
0: we see that time and time again. We, we, uh, well, we don't do it too much anymore because they don't take heed. But professionals who are advising small businesses don't speak their language; they speak their their language. their being the the uh, advisors often full of, of terms that are understood and concepts that, that need uh, second, third, fourth explanations. And it's not because the the business owners have any real shortcomings. It's just that they don't use that kind of language. But yet, things get done. That's the way it is. Advisors basically should, uh, should be very more cognizant of, of who they're talking to and how to be more effective. It's just, uh, you know, it's a big problem from, from our vantage point because we see it all the time. That's what we do. We don't give bad advice. We give good advice to small business owners.
1: Well, but it comes down to uh, the, the point there, speaking the language, and, and, and a couple of things fall into that category as I'm, as, I'm, as, I'm, as I'm rethinking about this, Jack. One is people speak by how they dress and approach you. So we'll talk about suits and ties. <laughs> Almost none of our clients wear suits and ties. In fact, None They're of them spooked do, they? by by suits yeah, and ties, right? Do.
0: No, well, yeah, they so, are. Most are, by far, are like ninety percent.
1: So, if you're coming in to try to to talk to a small business owner and you're wearing a suit and tie, understand that there's now been a wall placed between you and that owner just to start with. And the second thing being that they don't want to. We say that they don't speak your language as a small business owner. Most of those advisors have not been in your chair before, and they start to use fancy words, multi words that just scare the crap out of you and you smile and nod not knowing what they're talking about, or they assume you know what they're talking about, and all of a sudden it's putting you in a very uncomfortable situation. So they don't get it. They, again, they you know, From their first approach and how they dress and approach you, to how they speak, where they aren't just speaking like regular people. They're talking in, in three-letter acronyms and they're using fancy words that nobody really understands. In fact, they probably don't even understand some of the speak that that hey that wait i saying. gotta
0: i gotta call you on something i know th- this is going to be a different show reflective of our past here but uh i gotta call you on slavovic slavovic words multi slavic that's S- right
1: Syllabic, not syllabic. Slavic. Like Slavic village
0: slavic. yeah that's what no
1: <laughs> multi See,
0: i just got a call from somebody who said hey is he talking about Slavic village? Or? I think that Saint Ed's hat's you squeezing
1: are. your head too tight, Jack.
0: <laughs> so that was one of our it that was one of, <laughs> that, that was
1: one of our dirty secrets that we talked about.
0: We aren't we aren't uh, we aren't videoing out tonight. So no. I, I was allowed to that's wear right. my Saint Edward That's right.
1: Out. We also touched on show number five. We we had a a myth that that we debunked, which was that lawyers and CPAs are good sources of advice and day to day management of your company, which is which is a, a total myth. We touched on those kind of you know, a couple of those. We'll, we'll, when we come back from break, we'll, we'll, we'll hit some more things as far as what we have taken on here in the first hundred shows of our of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. So stay tuned to hear more about that.
0: I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are reflecting tonight on our first hundred shows.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 1015 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Knocking it out back here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Welcome back to our hundredth show. We're going through some of the archives of the first hundred shows and reflecting upon those and celebrating our hundredth—I guess our hundredth birthday here, Jack. the hundredth show. Birthday, Everyone guy. look at it? Yeah. You get old so quick, you know. These kids grow up so quick, don't they, Jack?
0: They sure do.
1: And this is just like one of our kids, much like any owner of a company. This is—you know—we're the owners of the show, and this is—you know—it's something we, we, we've given birth to and nurtured over the last last couple of years, and. We're excited about, what, about what's to come as well. We want to take some time to celebrate, reflect upon what's been, and share with you our, our, our avid listeners and some of our favorite shows and topics that we've kind of covered. we're hoping to kind of cover as well, kind of going forward. There's never
0: enough time, is there, Adam? We could do this for a couple hours and talk about a lot of shows and get a few laughs and uh, go from there.
1: Yeah, what's well, part it was part of fun going through this reflection, Jack. One of the topics that we covered quite a bit. In fact, I was going through this, I found 10 shows, just kind of going through some of the archives here, of the ability to get into business as a topic we want to kind of take on. And that could be through either starting a company or buying a company. And we had a handful under each of those topics, you know, things like, how do I start my own business? Or anyone can start a business. That was one of the myths that we kind of put out there. Or... I need a lot of cash to start a business. That's another myth that we, that we spent some time debunking. Or how do I know it's time to leave my day job? Mm. Or how do you start your own small business? You know, we had a couple different topics where, again, to your point, Jack, this hour goes real quick. And we try to give some very deep insights with each of the shows. There's only so much we, we can cover over the course of an hour. And so when it comes to the, to, to the show, we, we try to, to keep it focused, and we've evolved into that now, where we kind of focus on one question, typically, to try to delve into it and to share some real-life stories. These aren't, you know, Jack and I are not professors at a, at a local university here pontificating about things from the ivory tower. We're guys who are rolling up our sleeves day in and day out, down in the trenches, and we're working with our clients on these things. These are things we've been through personally as well. And so we, you know, a big part of kind of debunking myths that are out there or revealing some of those secrets is a big part of our show. So whether it be on you know, things like starting or, again, uh, the, the flip side of getting into business would, would, would be buying a company. So how do I buy a company? Um, Does it take a lot of money? Well, that's the thing. We have a show, you know, show number 20. You know, you don't need money to buy a company. Or show 44, how do you go about buying a company right? And, so many
0: people are astounded by those, yeah. you know. Buying a
1: business with with no money down, with show uh, show seventy show seventy three or number eighty two. How how hard is it to start a, or, or acquire a business? So that's just ten shows, kind of going through some of our, our most recent archives, Jack, of kind of looking at that topic because it's it, it's a big deal and it's one of those one of those things. You know, you, you often refer to the to the American dream having having evolved in the last fifty years from being home ownership to ownership of a company.
0: That's right. Entrepreneurism is, is sweeping the world right now, and and uh, people are looking, starting starting companies mostly right now. And we have uh, personally coached and done it ourselves by companies with little or no money down and turned them around into a success. And we can tell totally, having done both, that starting a company is much more difficult than buy an existing company for obvious reasons. There's history that allows you to second guess and do it over again and assess when you're you're going through your due diligence of a company. And that compares to a startup, which everything is dark in front of you. And all you do is have ideas. And those ideas often hit the mark. And they have to be reshuffled often if you're going to achieve success. And achieving success with a startup is extremely difficult. I don't care what anybody says. We've been through it. We've coached it, and we've coached it for success. And the, the, the reason I'm bringing that up right now in such a way is that there's an opportunities for people to start a business or to buy a business. And to buy a business, to buy a little pizza shop, that's our favorite, favorite example. You could buy a pizza shop and be in business in three months. And you could buy a pizza shop of any type of caliber, any caliber type pizza shop. And you could succeed if the will's there. And if you learn the lessons in that pizza shop, which you just purchased well, and are running it well, you can apply it to other businesses as well. It's just a great way to go, and it's an option that so many other uh, small business owners should have on their plate. But they don't, because the advisors don't encourage them to do it. We do, though and we have a lot of fun with it. And there's money to be made.
1: Well, it's interesting, Jack, because we talk to people about this all the time. We talk to our our current clients about it, about the idea of looking to grow through acquisition, and a lot of folks who are tinkering with the idea of getting out out on their own. And we're always wary that, or aware of the fact that we we might sound like some hucksters where we talk about the idea of, of buying it right, the ability to kind of buy it with no money down. And people, again, they'll kind of get that sheepish grin, and they'll, you know, not necessarily believing it. But we share stories, not only you know personal stories of doing it, but to your point, Jack, folks, we've coached through this process, and we touched on that in, in show ninety three, just you know, just, just seven shows ago, going back almost two months now, about how how to buy a business with no money, uh, with, 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 with no money down. It's a big, it's a big deal about doing it, but also going back to you know being able to buy a company right. That's a big deal, buying it right. That's going back to about a year ago in show number forty four about how to do that. We have a lot of times we've covered this again. Ten shows here, Jack, and those ten hours of uh, of the shows um, do a pretty good justice to kind, of, to kind of frame it. But one of our favorite questions when it comes to to buying a company for nothing, we talk about the fact that if if somebody were to simply give you the company, would you take it? And when we when we say that to you, if you've never owned a company or thinking about it right now and you're listening to us, you're hearing it one way. If you've been through the process with us a little bit, or if if you've gone to look at companies or those those things that maybe ha- have a, have appeared or if you've gone to turn over some rocks and look at companies, and I ask you that question now if they gave you that company, would you take it? you're going to hear it all altogether differently if if you now are starting to turn over some rocks and look at things versus before when you hadn't looked at anything
0: well the reason one of the big reasons is that your perception of a company is some brick and mortar office building in all likelihood or some established brick and mortar shop that has high costs or may have have high value in terms of uh, being able to buy it. And so you're you know, we, we start smaller, we start commensurate with your pocketbook, your desire, your experience. And if you want to get into a company, you should be able to get into a company. You'll find it. Believe me, you'll find it.
1: So that has been a big theme for us, Jack. Again, starting or buying a company, again, the ability to get in the business, that's something we encourage everybody to do. And controlling your own fate is a great way to do it versus getting a job for the man. Another big topic was the importance of numbers. And I had as I was going through again through some of our archives, Jack, I found nine shows there. Let me just kinda of roll through a couple of the the, wow. the, the topics oh, yeah, there. many? Okay. So something like sales being the most important number. Had that. How about I can outsource the numbers? That was show number thirteen. Show, numbers, show number nine was you'll never stop worrying about cash. That's one of those myths. <laughs> that, that a good one. That, well, yeah. we started to you know debunk that myth, right? And people okay. think, hey, you're, you're at the point now where you're, you know, you're, you know, you've been in business for 17 years, Jack. You, you got it all set. You aren't, you aren't worried about cash anymore. That's a, that's a total myth. Show number 12 was most small business owners don't understand their numbers. Again, that, another that proves, common myth.
0: That proves itself out to us time after time. Almost every client we have was never on top of their numbers when they met us now conversely many of our clients are with us for years because they progress up the ladder and they they become profitable as they gain more knowledge in business and you know basically that <laughs> that's yeah. yeah that that's how it works Go so going back
1: into the november december time frame it shows it's whatever three different shows jack it shows 83 84 85 talking about how do you calculate and, and dole out year-end bonuses and kind of rolled into how you set your selling prices. Again, all very numbers-related kind of things, and that's been one of our most downloaded and, and requested shows. We have a part of our year-end bonus calculation. We had a, a, a spreadsheet as part of that to kind of help people do it. We've gotten numerous requests from, from folks wanting to download that spreadsheet and kind of learn more about how to, how to get that thing set up. Number 86 was how to pull together a profit plan. Gets through that awful word. I'm not going to use it because we're celebrating, Jack. But the idea of getting the profit plan pulled together is a key thing to forecast out. And then how, uh, we just touched on this a few weeks ago, show, show 97, Jack, three weeks ago. How do you find money for your business? Mm, okay, okay, well, hey, I guess, guess what? If you don't understand your numbers, chances of yeah. finding money decrease aren't, tremendously, you aren't right? You
0: can't find anything, right? A bunch of zeros in a bag. That's right.
1: So, Jack and I, Jack and I are, are, are our backgrounds are, are numbers oriented. You know, I've got a degree in business and finance, Jack does in in business and accounting. So we we orient toward, towards the numbers. And Jack and I were part of a a professional business coaches alliance for years. And most of the folks in there are not strong when it comes to numbers. And yet one of the most important things with a with an owner of a company is to understand the numbers. And so we recognize that there's a tremendous need for this. Unfortunately, you know, the folks who are probably missing the, 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 the biggest opportunity here are smaller CPA firms who have lots of small companies and we'll ask this question we ask this question to every owner that we meet and for those of you owners who are listening think about an answer to this question if you did not have to pay taxes what would you talk to your CPA about?
0: It's a good question Adam we know it is because we ask that question often now, we love our CPA around this time of year because we've got everyone scrambling to get their taxes done. But that's, another, that's another show for another day. In fact, we should add that to the list, Adam. That's a good one.
1: Which one? The taxes? Yeah. Or?
0: Taxes. And why, why we're even in this position where we've got to scramble around this time of year for tax preparation and tax filing. Why well. is that done?
1: Well, here's here's the point, and again, this is this is a kind of a combination of a myth as well as a dirty secret. Is again, most of the owners don't understand the numbers, mm-hmm. and we've sat down with a lot of CPAs, and we have the same discussion with them. You know, Jack and I, as you probably figured out, if you're if you're a loyal listener, if you know us well, uh, Jack and I are very direct with things. We aren't necessarily rude or obnoxious, but we're you know we 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 like to say things how they are, and we appreciate people talking to us about how things are just speak speak your mind, and we'll talk to the to, to, to CPAs and. And the better CPAs will sit down with their clients monthly or quarterly or semi-annually and go through the numbers. The problem is, it's the CPAs sitting down and presenting the numbers to their clients versus having their clients present to them. And so what's being talked about, while it's not rocket science, it isn't exactly how the owners are looking at the company. And they aren't being educated about this. And we find it to be terrible that you aren't that the people aren't helping the owners understand these things. And we've had grown men, grown women in business for 10 20 30 40 years in tears presenting their numbers because they're embarrassed because they don't know what they're looking at and months later as we get them you know get them up to speed they're having fun they're smiling and, and they feel tremendously empowered now because they're not spooked anymore by the numbers it's a fantastic empowering part of running a company and we don't know how people do it without you know getting them flying blind
0: I could never 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 figure that out how people can run a company without Understanding their organization and understanding their numbers, two key 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 parts for any small business.
1: So that was yeah you know, that was that, 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 like I said that was nine shows I kind of went through pretty quickly here Jack to kind of re- refresh people. Please go back and take a, take a listen to some of those again. We, we know if you own a company, chances are the numbers aren't your favorite part or your strongest part, but it's a key part of it. All right, we have one more segment to go after we get back from break. We'll finish up on a couple other things we want to take on. We'll talk about the future a little bit, Jack, talk in terms of what we're hoping to do here do here with the show. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And
0: I'm Jack Mancini, and I'm looking forward to this next segment. See what the future's all about.
1: All right. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com.
0: Ladies, when you...
1: All right, welcome back. Rocking out here with a little bit of Queen, Jack. That's what wondering what going to be. I It is. I didn't know. There's a little more modern, updated version of that song. It's called "Stone Cold Crazy," Jack. And my boys from Metallica covered that. And they do a little nice little spin on that. Wow. But the original's pretty good too jockey. with Freddie Mercury.
0: They still have disc jockeys.
1: They do. They have yeah. them on uh, Sirius XM Radio. Has quite a quite a few disc jockeys, and local stations have them too. But uh, yeah, they aren't as popular as they used to be. And it's like WKRP in Cincinnati, Jack. Back with the. Uh, Venus flytrap <laughs> and and Johnny, Doctor Johnny Fever, That's, all those good guys yeah, at Herb yeah, Tarlick that. and Andy and the big guy, the big all the good guy. stuff, right? Yeah, so it's
0: a good program. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway,
1: welcome back. We're back here in Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We're on our last segment here of our hundredth show. We're celebrating and looking back on some stuff. I like got a couple of things I wanted to just touch on, and then we'll get to the future part, Jack. But a couple of other themes, we, we things we wanted to kind of take on and um we had a half dozen shows i went back and looked at for a couple topics too that were they were, pr- were pretty important that i wanted to touch on here for a couple minutes jack one is friends and family and business and you know people often will talk about well geez is, is that a family business and well pretty much every private company is a family business because the family owns it right uh, but what they usually are referring to is hey do you have multiple members of the family or you know as part of the business and usually are friends and family are involved and a lot of the friends are close friends that are kind of like family and so we touched on this quite a bit actually you know one of our guests we had during the course of the year was lisa holly from berea moving and storage which is a family business and she shared some of her stuff that's in episode 74 but we went and had a few myths early on show number four that that friends and family make the best hires to fill voids and experience
0: you know, you know it It's the obvious choice when you're you know you, your experience doesn't necessarily uh lend itself to hiring people while you're with a maybe a bigger company by hiring people and and trying to direct people that uh, are close to you. It is very difficult to be objective it creates a barrier or two more often than not <coughs> with with trying to deal with the the emotions involved when one of your family or friends doesn't really start to perform or doesn't perform well. It's a very difficult situation. We usually vote against it. It doesn't mean that uh, our clients are always going to listen to us on that score. And a lot of times it works out. But uh, for the most part, statistically, hiring family and friends is not the way to go.
1: Hey, wouldn't you know, Jack, in show number 60, we dealt with the topic of how do you deal with a family member who doesn't quite fit in oh, the business. Oh boy, that's right. I was going back to last summer. and
0: uh, You know, as you're going through these on reflection here, Adam, you know, we covered an awful lot of subjects. And most of this, especially lately, over the last several months, is uh, geared to our actual coaching practice. Mm-hmm. Stories from the Annals.
1: There you go, I'm waiting. that's the first time you've brought that word up. Usually it's the first two minutes, Jack. All from right, the annals, was, From
0: the annals of our coaching. Your, your annals
1: are rich and you couldn't wait to get it out. I got locked, it, man. Locked good. in
0: a vault to only be opened by the two of us for sharing with our wonderful clients. Here.
1: Well, I was going through, Jack. I'm only, I'm only covering about a third of our 100 shows in terms of kind of highlighting and grouping some of these topics. But we also, on the family front and friends, we talked about my, my spouse is not involved in, in my business. That was a myth. So whether your spouse is actually working for the company or not, your spouse Jeez. has a pretty powerful position as it relates to the fact that they actually sleep with the owner. I think That's a big deal, folks. So yeah, you know, that is a big deal. So <laughs> keep that in mind.
0: That is very, uh, yeah, you're right, very powerful influence.
1: Here's a good one, Jack. There's a, a myth that we, that we busted in show number 15, which is good friendship is a basis for a good business partnership. Hmm. As a matter of fact, what happens is more friendships have been destroyed over business partnerships. That's right, and uh, we, 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 we have explored. quite a few stories there. That's
0: right. That's exactly right.
1: Well, we talked about last week actually. Fall starts when it comes to a transition of a business. That happens. You know, what do you do when, when when that happens? Either you know somebody's ready to go, somebody's not quite ready for it to happen, or, or there's some there's some speed bumps along the way. You know, what do you do to kind of fight through that? So
0: well, transitions have been a big deal. How, how many shows have we done on transitions? Did Boy, you count I have, those
1: up? I didn't count those ones up, Jack, but touched on the one just for the family that are here. But yeah, we've, we, 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 we've had a few of those. We haven't gone into... We've probably had a handful, I'd say, probably three or four. Um, but it's certainly been a very, very popular topic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the last one I want to touch on before we get to our future, Jack, is one of the things we wanted to kind of rid or be make people aware of is what we like to call that nine-to-five or job mentality. And this is something that can absolutely drive owners batty. And they don't get it. And we had topics... You know, ranging from our, our second show where we talked about and shed some light on a dirty secret that you never stop thinking about your business. That's a very common problem and a challenge and can create issues. As If I tie it into show number 17, as it's hard to take a vacation. Where again, you you know it's hard for an owner to go away and enjoy a vacation.
0: Turn that switch that that lets them not think about the business. It's almost impossible. It's mm. got to think about. You
1: know the what, business. Jack? That was show number twenty-two. There's no off switch on your brain to stop thinking about your business. We touched on that on well, that very
0: topic. Well, what was the most popular? Most well, popular show. Let me, when let it comes me to set you up here. You know, our podcasts keep decent analytics here, and we got almost probably uh, close to two thousand podcasts now. What's the most popular by far? And this kind of surprised us. It really, it's, it's certainly surprised me. It still does. But you know, like many things, you put it in your mind, you think about it, then, okay, I'm not really surprised when I think deeper about it. But uh, what is what is the most popular or most sought after or not? Not that that's not the right word. Most listened to.
1: Yeah, most downloaded show was how do I document stuff?
0: That's the most popular mm-hmm. by far.
1: And we talk about how do you document? You know, what is it that we do here? How do we document those things? How do we make sense of it? And we touched on a lot of different topics, sir Jack, in terms of our different cycles of business and ways to kind of think about it, getting things pulled together in terms of the organization. But just again, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of moving parts with with almost every business. How do you how do you keep track of it all? How do you document it so that
0: not not just the the paperwork and e-files, but the the, the situations that come up with customers, with vendors, with employees. You know, memos of some type, forms of some type have to be developed and, and uh, filed somewhere. How do you document that? How, how, do, you, how do you take care of documents?
1: Well, how do you make sure we're on the same page? How do you know that we're, we're seeing things the same way? You know, whether it be from an order coming in, to an order getting out, to money getting collected, to things being produced. How do we know that we're on the same page? And how do I know that at the end of the day that a lot of that knowledge is not walking right out the building every night? How to make sure it becomes part of that fabric, and so again, as we, as we talk about it, it's a big, it's a big deal for a lot of folks, especially folks who've been around for a while, where they want to understand how do I make sure that I capture those things, that we start to run things better. The idea of systematizing the business to get certain things in place sounds easy and simple, and starts with documenting things, and then starting to get things implemented, and start to kind of move on. So that's you know, it's one of those that's one of the most popular shows. How do I how do I document stuff? And again, I think it was show 48, I believe, Jack. <laughs> but we got about three minutes left in today's show. I wanted to give us a chance to talk about the future here a little bit. In terms of here we are, with the, we're finishing our first hundred shows, and what do the next hundred and beyond mean? You know, what, what, what are we trying to do here, Jack?
0: Now that we have a little seasoning, but well, we we know we can get way better. But uh, we do have seasoning now. It's not uh, show one anymore. It's show one hundred and one.
1: All right. So a couple things we talked about was having some more guests. We've had two guests in the in the first hundred shows. Uh, we had a reporter and who was focused on small business, and we had, we had one of our clients. So we talked about having some more guests, especially folks. We'll probably start with, with, with more of our clients, Jack, that they can tell their stories directly. And it's always fun to have their versions of things versus our versions of things and how we kind of see perspective and things that we point out that maybe they, they can't quite see. But having some more guests on here to kind of join us in studio to be part of the show. We're looking for some more audience participation. We talk about the the phone numbers you can get a hold of us on. So between phone numbers, texts, emails, tweets... And as we continue to kind of to, to, to promote and get get the word out there about not, not only a show here that we, we, that we do live, but as it then goes into the podcast as well, to get you being more and more part of the show. We continue to kind of build that that, that, that listener audience. we talked to dozens of you here over the first couple of years of the show, and we're looking forward to talking to hundreds more of you over the next couple of years of the show. As you get more involved and we're able to help more and more people, that's what we're looking to be able to do, so get more participation from the audience. We talked about advocacy, Jack. In terms of being more advocates for the small businesses.
0: And and that's a big deal. We, we want the small business voice. So many organizations out there really don't do justice to that, even though they claim that's their mission.
1: And last but not least, we're looking to syndicate this bad boy. You know, we got a couple of years under our belt, 100 shows under our belt, and, and we see the ability to kind of syndicate this and get it out into many other markets to make it part of that local market as well and to get the word out there. And the, the podcast to help. From the standpoint of being able to get the word out there as it relates to, 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 to the world, but to get it in the local flavor too to be on the local stations and and to be able because we know that the, 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 the issues and the challenges that we deal with are certainly nationwide for us. We have clients across the country and we've, we've been involved like we said from a coaching standpoint with, with, with hundreds of, of small companies and to be able to share that perspective. They'll make sure it's on at a time and a place where folks can get a, can, can get a hold of it, whether they're driving their car or if, if they want to download it, they, they, they can download it as well. But to get, the, get the, to get this thing syndicated out so more and more folks can hear it live their, uh, on their local stations we, we, is, is, is a big goal for us as well.
0: That's, that's important to us. It really is, to uh, help the small business owner. That's what we said at the beginning of tonight's show, and that's one of the foundations of, of our liking the coaching business so much that's why we've been in it for going on 16 years now and it's uh, very fulfilling it's a growing industry and we love it all right well as it's
1: always seems to be the case it's a, one of the fastest hours here in radio and the podcast sphere jack our 100th show is now going into the can and we appreciate you being part of it uh, we had a lot of fun kind of going down memory lane here We're looking forward to with those next 100 shows yeah, it was fun. have to do yeah so if you want to get a hold of us when we're not here live in the studio over Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, you can email us at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call, 877-849-0670. Again, 877-849-0670. If you missed that part of this show or any other show, you can get us on iTunes and download that or Stitcher or go to WINTradio.com and go to the archive section to get a, to get that uh, download as well. And learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com.